Oh my God! Welcome to ZPM Stargate. I am Teresa, and I'm Lenny. <laughs> okay, so lots to get through. Uh, not to spoil this episode, but it is fine. But I did hear through the Twitter grapevine what the new Stargate series would be like were it to go forward. Did you hear about it? I knew they were working on a series. I didn't know like what the synopsis was or anything. The Stargate is public knowledge. Oh, nice. Uh, Brad Wright, he was like, there's no way they can still keep that secret. Like, that's too many people knowing and people like casually coming in and out of the Stargate area. <laughs> and the internet is growing. So, you know. Well, like speaking of like the guy who saw the, the Stargate for the first time who started up that heavy element in the last episode, like, yeah, sure. He signed an NDA probably, but like whatever. Lots of people sign NDAs and then they're like immediately on. Yeah, but I think they were, they were watching his house and stuff. Yeah, whatever. You think they haven't. They think they haven't had his house tapped. I'm sure. But like if I knew the secret of the Stargate and they were like, gee, I hope. Uh, Teresa doesn't tell anybody about that I'd be like ha 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 I'm gonna call up somebody immediately and talk about it like Oprah like Oprah <laughs> I'm gonna do an interview with Oprah and I'm gonna be like Stargate's really all and maybe people think I'm a crackpot but probably enough people wouldn't that like it's the same thing when people are like uh, if you get the vaccine you get chipped or whatever or like whatever dumb conspiracy that they think up I'm like the amount of people that have to be as baby fetuses about, or just like whatever. It, well, that's it's stem cell, which is a whole nother thing. But <laughs> the amount of people that would have to get in on the conspiracy to get something like that off the ground and nobody find out. I mean, that's ludicrous, honestly. Well, yeah, because I mean, back then the, the Internet just like, you know, was wasn't as big as it is now. And. And there's no Instagram, no, no Twitter, no Facebook. Right. Well, that's how that's how they wound up eating KFC in Japan at, at Christmas time, because uh, an American KFC franchise owner went to Japan with KFC and was like, Americans eat this on Christmas. And now everybody in Japan eats that on Christmas, even though it was not. It, true. <laughs> is that how that went down? Yes. <laughs> I just thought they liked KFC a lot. Nope. <laughs> but there was like, how are the how are they going to check? There was no one. It was the seventies. They were facts are facts. Yeah. And there's no way to like find out whether or not that's true. So the Stargate is public knowledge. So that's what the uh, the series would be like. Hello, I'm back. Okay. Maybe that did something. I don't know what about the camera in this computer that it is like this a lot. Like it just, it's, I mean, because it's the inbuilt camera, I guess. It's probably yeah. if I had like a proper camera outside of the laptop, it might be another story, but I don't. Okay. So that's the Stargate news. Isn't that fun? Uh, what else did I want to tell you about? I just found something out that's really disturbing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there was this cold case in the Bronx in 1999. This guy got accused of, uh, killing this uh 13 year old girl but they never found the guy right. until like four days ago oh right. guess what he did yeah he's 
they found him. He's 49 years old. He's living in Rochester, like in plain sight. Guess what he does for a living? Kidnapping. He goes on. No, no. He goes on YouTube and teaches astronomy to kids. Oh, wow. Around the city and stuff. So I'm like, and I went to his, I went to his YouTube channel and the comments are fantastic. Well, not fantastic. They're just like, oh my God. Well, when you're a killer, you know? Yeah. They're like, oh, it's, it's one of them was like, oh my God, I can't believe these children made it out alive. Well, that's the thing though about, I mean, maybe he did it once and never did it again. Maybe he does it all the time. It's hard. Like I've, I haven't heard about the story, but I know from other like killers and stuff, pillars of the community mm-hmm. all like, yeah, no, but he, he only did it that one time. I think he only did it that one time because they said he had no criminal record or anything. Mm. That might be true. So it might've been an accident that he didn't intend for it to happen or he's getting up to some bad business. No, it was, it was bad business. It was bad business. So then I guess he, he was like, I, that's too bad of business. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't plan on this. Right. Which isn't an excuse, by the way. It's just a what a horror show of a human being to begin with. Yeah. But like John Wayne Gacy and all those guys, they were all like leaders in the church. They went to did community service and everybody were well respected all over. And then like pile of teenage boys under the house. You know what I mean? Like in the crawl space. So that's not surprising. Cr- <laughs> yeah. Plus they uh they got the parents of that 15 year old kid that shot up that school in Oxford. Good. They like they arrested him and the mom was like crying and stuff. She should. She should be crying. She she raised a monster. I'd mm-hmm. be crying. You think Dahmer's parents were pretty pleased to find out that Dahmer was Dahmer? No, not likely. Although Dahmer's parents won't allow scientific study of Jeffrey Dahmer's brain. Why? Because uh, I don't know. You know, like some some people, I guess when they're buried, they don't want their organs donated or whatever. They they need to, like, take it all to the afterlife, like the Egyptian or something. So it was a religious it was a religious thing. I can't swear that it is. But like, why else? You know, why else? Like, keep all your organs. I'm an organ donor, whatever. Yeah, because I know a lot of football players when they die, if like when they get like concussions and stuff. They said, donate my brain to science because I don't want this to happen to anyone else. Right. right. But uh, yeah, I guess there's like some faction of something somewhere that's like, take take it all with you. But in Egypt, they take it out of your body and stick it in a jar, like in ancient Egypt, I should say. Yeah. You know, the ghouls, they like to put organs in jars. (laughs) And symbiotes. Uh, This year for Christmas. Or Yule, in my case, but Christmas for other people's cases. Uh, We are cooking. We picked the country that we'll be celebrating. And it's Australia. Oh, nice. They have hot Christmas. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to be baking a lot and barbecuing. Mm -hmm. Barbecue. Christmas is fun when Christmas is fun when it's not cold. Trust me, oh. I've I've lived a couple of Christmases when it's not cold and it's like this is great. Oh, must be the best. I'm so jealous of hot Christmas. It's crazy. I'm like, where can I go where it's not where it's hot Christmas? Like Florida, sure, but like Florida's weird. No, oh, you can go to any 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 Caribbean country or Latin American country. Oh yeah, that would be. Best. I'm gonna hot Christmas. If like 
if things go sideways, you can find me in Belize. And it's the future. So Belize. we can do this podcast <laughs> from Belize. Belize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no must, no fuss for me. So I'm going to get into a lot of baking. Guy who bakes a lot. I'm going to make um, a pavlova with mango. Okay. Okay. I'm going to experiment with that. I'm going to make uh, profiteroles. That's not necessarily Australian. That's a thing I just wanted to know how to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe some churros because I love churros. But I'm going to bake my churros. Are you going to buy some witchetty grubs? <laughs> I'll buy whatever. I mean, lucky. The most amount of luck I can have is that we live in New York City. And that means I can get anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's like literally no thing I cannot get. I'm like, if it's all kangaroo steaks, I assure you, I can get kangaroo steaks. Yeah, I want to try one one day. They're good. I've actually, I've had jerky, kangaroo jerky. It's very good. That's cool. Yeah, so... I'll be out there doing that. Um, I don't know any teenager. Well, do I know any teenagers? I know like teenager singular, I think. <laughs> um, but we watched Stargate SG-1 season five, episode six, Rite of Passage. And it is Cassandra's birthday. And she is teenager to the max, baby. Yep. Hello, God. It's me, Cassandra. <laughs> She, uh, oh, you're so annoying. You're not even my real mom. Man, right? <laughs> right? Uh, her little boyfriend comes over and she's like, oh, you're just embarrassing me. <laughs> like, goes mom, out. stop. Stop caring about me and making me cake. So embarrassing. <laughs> and then, Birthday uh, cakes are so lame. <laughs> <laughs> uh her boyfriend gives her a little prism that she had seen at the store or whatever and was like i like prisms and uh they have a little kiss and the, the lights flash and she passes out one hell of a kiss right uh no teenager <laughs> can kiss that good i'm afraid <laughs> unless you're on the cw <laughs> yep yeah, and then that's a 30 year old man <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sam's a little shocked that Cassandra was having a bit of a kiss there. I'm like, really? A little prudish, Sam, don't you think? Yeah, <laughs> right. Judge girl. The woman who has two boyfriends on each world and stuff. I know. I was like, uh, you've got your fair share uh, around the galaxy, honestly. <laughs> right. They don't even need, they never find out about each other. They're light years away. <laughs> uh they take her to the SG-1 medical unit and Janet says Cass needs to uh, needs to go into the forest. Um, please note, at this time, she's like, I need to go into the forest. And the camera pans away. And there's a man behind a desk. Do you remember the man behind the desk? I do not remember the man behind the desk. It's Peter DeLuise. <laughs> Oh, yeah? <laughs> like, I was watching it, and it pan- and I rewound it, and it panned away, and I was like, is that Peter Delaware's? Uh, did they run out of background guys that they just, he's sitting there now? That's fun. It's a 20, Mr. 21 Jump Street himself? I love him. He was on Sequest. <laughs> well, I I know him from 21 Jump Street and Sequest. Sequest forever. Because I used I to watch, I, I was a big fan of 21 Jump Street. 
Me too. Sequest. Sequest forever. Sequest forever. Loved that show so much. That show was hit or miss to me. Like I like some episodes and some other episodes. Like okay. Because I wasn't Michael. Go on. Yeah, and and then Michael Ironside showed up, and it got like the tone shifted really differently. Yeah, you know what? Michael Iron shows up, and the tone shifts dramatically in most things, including Highlander. And (laughs) he just turns up, and then it gets a little weird, and you're like, "Mm, "What's this? (laughs) This isn't the Highlander I remember." Yeah, Uh, uh, I wasn't a total like. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not degenerate. It's a different word for a deviant. Uh, but I watched it because I, I had a crush on Jonathan Brandis like a normal person. And then like an mm-hmm. abnormal person, I had a crush on Roy Scheider. So there you go. I was told oh, they, def- they definitely had some really good episodes, but they had some really episodes that were like, really? Uh, yeah, probably. But that's all right. There's a lot of questionable episodes like this one we're going to do today on Stargate. So there's that. That That's true. Uh, and Peter DeLuise is in the background and he's on the background of the other ones, too. So he's around just being cute. Uh, Daniel says that people on Cass's planet, the kids uh, go into the woods and they come back cured. Like that's what the written record says, like when they hit puberty, they, they go on like walkabout and then they come back and they're like, whew, that was a close one. <laughs> they go on walkabout to the dream time. Yeah, like crazy. <laughs> uh, so they go check it out. And Daniel touches the glowing hand on the... On, on the, the tree. Wood, on the tree. On the wood. Yeah. Because, you know, Daniel touches everything for some reason. I know. I'm like, listen, Mr. Magic Mirror, don't touch things. Yeah, like he can't keep his hands to himself. I get you're an archaeologist and you like to to dig up stuff, but don't touch everything. Poke it with a stick first at the minimum. It's glowing. Right? I mean, even Indiana Jones doesn't touch stuff all the time. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Oh, they both have a handsy problem, don't they? (laughs) A fire uh, starts from Daniel touching the thing, and then they get ringed up to a sarcophagus and a little ghoul lab or whatever. I wonder if Daniel has like you know flashbacks when he goes when he ever sees a sarcophagus after that incident. Do you think it's a flashback like PTSD, or do you think it's like fighting uh, an addiction? Where like I think it, no, I think it's like fighting an addiction. Up to cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Shut up to cocaine. I was like, oh, I can't do this, guys. You gotta, you gotta make this quick. Yeah, like I would think that, One- like maybe he'd want some, some extra. Oh, maybe I'll dip my toe in the cocaine. The cocaine. Yeah, I can, I can do just one, just a little bit. <laughs> you know, uh, they're in Nearty's lab, and she was running experiments on these kids. Um, Cassie breaks away from the hospital uh because she needs to leave and they they tell her what's happening so they catch her and they put her back in bed and they strap her down uh and they're like because yeah, that that's ethical that startled me my window covering fell a little bit and it scared me mm. okay um here uh i gotta get up a second you talk about what else is happening in the show and i'll be right back 
Yeah. So uh, Cassie gets strapped down and then they say that, you know, she has a fever and the fever is spiking. And as it's spiking, you know, she has delusions and they tell her they uh, I think it's Sam that says something to uh, Janet and Janet tries to help her. And they say, what do they say? I, for, I keep forgetting. Oh, they say that uh, her body, there's a protein spike in her body. And it's it's like raising her body temperature. And if they don't do anything, she will die. But Cassie wants to keep going to the forest. So, and as we see, uh, Teresa is fixing something. So, actually, let me look up the actress's name. Sorry, it cut. Uh, my thing just cut out. Oh, I was going to say, I'm like, what'd you do? Hang up on me? No, no, no. I was talking and it just cut out. What were we talking like, about? I don't know. I was talking about what uh, about Cassandra, about how like she had her um, her fever because her, fe- her body temperature was rising mm. and she almost died. Well, she's going to die if they don't do anything. You're right about that. Uh, let's see, where are we? Time to check it out. Cassie, not thrilled. Temperature going through the roof. She's also becoming telekinetic. Well, that doesn't that happen until later? I think it happens. Something is viewing the team in the lab. Like a an outside observer? No, I think uh, what happened was um, like the lights keep exploding. Okay. Uh, I think that's yeah. part of it. Her tele. Oh, you know what? I think the viewing thing is her manipulating something telekinetically. And that's how you first figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Sam is having a little heart to heart with her as well. She's like, hey, man. I mean, she's got a favorite mom, and it's Sam. And that's pretty clear. Well, is is Sam her mom, or does she see Sam as, like, you know, her aunt or something? I mean, that's, or is it her... that's the way they used to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's mom and mom's friend. That's right. Mom's very good friend. Your auntie. <laughs> uh... They find out that Nearty is trying to make an advanced host. So, like, I don't know if she's genetically manipulating them to be that way or trying to, like, breed them that way. Yeah. The ghouls are never happy. They're never happy. It's never enough. (laughs) It's never, like, seriously, it's never enough. It's like, not only do we steal technology and we can implant hosts, it's because like, first they had the Unis mm. who were like physically gifted and like they, they had a long lifespan and then they, they went to humans and now they're making advanced humans. Like, come on. I mean, that is the Nazi dream, but take it easy. <laughs> Seriously. So, yeah, I guess Nirti's trying to live her best Nazi dream. Um, Janet and Cassandra do not agree about the illness. She, Janet's like, uh, I'm going to find a cure. And Cassandra's like, no, you're not. It's not how it works. No, just let it happen. Um, Sam tucks in Cassie for some sleep. 
Oh, that's where I wrote somebody has a favorite mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it isn't Cassandra who's the the spying eye. It's near the observer. Yeah, it's nerdy. Yeah, because she's invisible or whatever. Um, and they knock her out so she's visible again. Uh, and Nirti says she will save Cassandra. She can have her invisibility device back. A uh, vial of Cass's blood, and you let me leave entirely, which is a wild request. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's like, wow, you really don't know how to bargain. Well, she does. She's like, I want all the things, and I was like, wow. And yeah, but you can't, you can't negotiate like that. You can't be like, hey, you can have one thing, and I want all the things. Well. When she knows that Cassandra is very near and dear to Sam and everybody. So, like, if this was just some kid, they'd put in best efforts, but, like, ultimately nothing. You know, <laughs> like, ultimately, they'd be like, I guess that one's dying. Oh, because they do that. They do that with kids. Because remember uh, um, Gibson Praise from X-Files mm-hmm. when he was on there? <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> and Jack, like, was fond of him and he's like hey we can do this if you do this we can save this one it has to be a very special one not a second let me see my brother for my birthday unrelated news but also childlike news um got me this i don't know if you can see it it's a tamagotchi of an r2d2 r2d2 so sometimes oh r2d2 makes noise i have to see that's cool and if I don't pay enough attention to him, he will get taken by Jawas. Oh, is that, is that what it is? That's correct. And he gets dirty, and then there's That's... like little cutscenes uh, every couple of hours, like pod racing or C3PO dances at like five o'clock. I don't know if that's because I'm I go home. There he goes again. That's fantastic. Other... He gets taken by Jawas. Uh, R2D5. Uh, explodes, which is what just happened now. It's 10 a.m. where we are. <laughs> RTP. It is 10 a.m. It's I know. That's when <laughs> that's when Jawas come by and R2D5 blows up. And then he's back. And they try to and they try to they try to take R2. Uh, <laughs> if funny. I, yeah, if he's neglected, they'll take R2. But I don't neglect my cyber son, so it's okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, Daniel goes in to offer some very awkward support to Cassie, I'm guessing. I don't remember who he's talking to, but it's almost certainly Cassie, right? He's like, they're there. They're there. He does like a straight up Sheldon, would you like some tea? They're there. (laughs) Yeah. Daniel's not good for moral support. (laughs) Yeah, he can't relate to kids. Can't relate to human beings. Well, he's a sarcophagus addict. I guess so. Oh my gosh. Daniel's so fun. And enough Teal'c in this episode, by the way, in my opinion. Uh, Janet goes with Near T, goes to Near T with a gun because uh, Janet's going to just straight up shoot her, I guess. Well, you forgot the fun uh, chase with Near T when they had to like lock down the facility. Oh, before she becomes visible? Mm hmm. That's your, yeah, and they had to check like each individual. But she was in with Cassie. And then she Cassie does. could see her anyway, maybe. Yeah, and then she does that. That's that ridiculous flip, and then Jack shoots her. 
Oh my gosh, that's... I love Nirti. She's a real wild ride. Uh, she's fun. She's like you know she, she's the Mangala of the ghouls. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, uh, Jack, Sam, and Daniel are like we're gonna have to give into those Nirti demands because we have to save Cassandra at all costs. But Hammond and Teal'c are like, do we? Gosh, <laughs> do we? Do we though? I mean, it's just a kid. She can die. Seriously, they're like. Ah. I mean, yeah, theoretically, we don't want anything bad to happen, but practically, Tilt gets like really cold, like for a minute. He's like, nope, gonna have to die. He's like, Tilt's about that sacrifice life because, like, well, he sacrificed a lot. Yeah, he has. He's like, well, I have to let that one go and die, and that one go and die, and he doesn't. I think he's still I think he's still grieving from his high school crush dying. I swear to you. Probably is. Um so they but they ultimately they let Nirti go for Cassandra and she hand thingies her and then she tries to be like, it's not working. And they were like, girl. And she's like, all right, it works just fine. (laughs) And they heal her all up. Because Janet was gonna kill her. Mm Mm-hmm. At gunpoint, which is the most mom. Janet's the mom that she needs, that Cassandra needs, even though Sam's mm-hmm. the, the mom that Cassandra thinks she wants because it's fun time Aunt Sam coming over. Yeah, this is it's fun mom and this is real mom who bakes her cakes and... <sighs> Not that I don't think Sam would shoot near to you if she had to, but I don't think, like... Like in Janet's mind, she's like, "Well, I'm trying to cure you." Oh, somebody with the cure, it doesn't want to give it up. Well, as a mom, like you can you can hear I'll it. Kill you. Yeah, like you can hear it too. Like when uh, her fever's spiking and she's unconscious, and she she I forget the name of the drug, but they administer the drug, and they're like, "Are you sure?" And she's like, "Yes." And then it didn't work. She's like, "Oh my god, it doesn't work!" And you can hear like the pain in her. Yeah. Voice. Yeah, she's really. I'm and it's like a good uh, Janet episode. Yeah. Um, She's like, it's not working. There's a little uh, Jack Nearty tension there. In the end, on, her, on her way out. Uh, yeah, I think Nearty is <laughs> into it. And I think Jack She's also like, into it. He'll never admit it because you're not supposed to be into it, but he's a little into it. <laughs> Well, Jack likes complicated women oh, on farm. I mean, all all Nerti has to do now is set up like a farm, <laughs> and <laughs> he just needs a farm. Give that boy a farm, and he'll be happy forever. Yeah, and a lake to fish in. Uh, at the end, Sam uh, Sam gives uh, Cassandra a hard time. <laughs> Not a hard hard time where she's like, "I'm disappointed in you." In a ooh, that must have been some kiss. Ooh, kissing boys. Thanks for living my trauma, mom. (laughs) Made your path Seriously. Right. That's why Sam's the cool mom. She's like, oh, that's, oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Sam's the cool mom because she's like, ooh, Cassandra and Joe sitting in a tree and Janet's at the pharmacy picking up birth control. (laughs) I mean, like, I can't believe I have to have this talk already. birth control like a bunch of pamphlets she's like oh god she's like i don't i don't want to have this talk today oh and that's how uh it just in, yeah 
And I love how like Cassandra, like Sam is like grooming Cassandra because she's reading like physics books and like playing chess. That's yeah, that's really cute. I like how um I like Sam and Janet uh this episode. Um I think it ends better than it starts. Yeah, it starts like a typical like teen drama. Which is okay, but like is a little too much um like I'm a teenager, mommy of the pits kind of thing until like honestly Sam shows up and like brings some levity to it because uh Mom, stop embarrassing me. Or like watching them fight at the hospital, like like Cassandra being like, Mom, you just don't understand. I need to go to the woods or whatever. She's like, shut up and sit down. And I'm like, I'm gonna watch these two fight. Um what do you rate it? <laughs> it was uh I don't know. I thought I I mean it was a very Janet episode and I liked it. Mm. So I'll give it a three and maybe a half. Okay. I gave it a three. Because I go on. Yeah, because I like Ner- I like Nerty, so I did like seeing Nerty. And it was good, um good Sam and Janet. Not enough Tilk in my opinion. More Tilk, less not Tilk. Old Tilk too. All Tilk all the time. Now <laughs> I'm thinking about Brad Wright's pitch for like Stargate or whatever. I wonder, I'm like dying to know about like Teal'c because at the end uh, the timeline is set straight or straight or whatever. And uh, only Teal'c remembers like the beautiful love that he had there for a while. I wonder like how he's taking that. Like, I wonder what's going on there with like Sam and almost certainly not Jack because I mean, first of all, he was like 20 years older than her and that's wild or like did sam ever like what i can't wait to find out because i know they're not going to be the main characters of the show it's going to be new stargate teams or whatever and then like you think it's going to be like world world extreme oh my gosh <laughs> that would be so great oh mozzie uh yeah i know i want like they'll obviously they'll bring in like a sam or a cameron mitchell or something like that during like when they need a ratings bump or something or a very special episode, but otherwise it'd be like a new team the way Stargate Universe was a new team, you know? And what's happening, maybe they'll revisit that and see see what happened there. Oh, oh, that's what I forgot to tell you. I started watching Universe and I, fi- I finished Universe. Oh my God. Second season, absolute game. Oh my Just God, wild. what the hell? I know, and then it what the hell? ripped away from me and I was like, no. Dude, I felt so like heartbroken. I'm like, that's it? That's it? You can't end it like that. I know. They should bring it back now. And I mean it. And I'm like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, who knew the, the, the loop? And I love how, like, in Stargate, the Lucian Alliance was a joke. Yeah. yeah right. And then, like, in Universe, it's like, wow, you're a threat. It's a real threat. I thought David Blue was just born. Everybody was just such wonderful acting on that. Yeah. Especially in that second season. The first season, it was, like, hard to find itself and, like, what it wanted to do and go and be. And then in the second, well, that's how really that's yeah, that's how it usually is with every series. Like even Bones, like Bones had to find itself, and then it found itself anymore. Yeah, right. It's like ah, three episodes and no one gets into it. That's it. Cancel immediately. Like imagine Stargate had like honestly, and I love the series and everything, but it's shaky times for like I want to say even the first three seasons. Mm -hmm. Where it's like ah, what's going on here? (laughs) <laughs> like even even Atlantis 
took time to find itself. Yeah, this was this was in the unfortunate spot between streaming and network television and like ratings where ratings actually mattered mattered. So like you were either a runaway hit right out of the right out of the Stargate or you were stuff on a rock garbage cancel. We only had to we only had five episodes. You have to give us a chance. No. No, yeah, that's exactly what it would be like. Um but now because Netflix more. yeah, net yeah. Yeah, not net because Netflix is, is famous for doing that. Like if a series doesn't like hit ratings by like the eighth episode of the first season, they're canceling it. Um that might be true. Or the like I think the signature move is two seasons. You have two seasons to make it happen or you're out. But yeah, it's a it's a shame because Stargate Universe really, really hit its stride. And even bringing it back now would be perfect because David Blue, the guy who's left at the end of Universe, he went through like quite a physical transformation. So it would make sense. Oh, Eli. Yeah, Eli. It would make sense that Eli's physicality would have changed while he was alone with nothing better to do than weight lift. <laughs> really. So he could have that that form on the show and and it wouldn't be questionable like where they turn around and be like weren't you fat and be like yeah well it's been 10 years so now i'm not it's been 10 years and i got bored and worked out right so that would make perfect sense to me and then everybody else comes out of stasis and it's all fine and then they can interact yeah, with it's the public stargate and whatever it's such a shame man because I'm, I'm watching it i'm like this is really good i'm like oh my god it like to me it just it just hit its stride yeah and they canceled it. I'm like, what? Sci-Fi Channel was like doing some whack stuff back back then too. Not just canceling all the Stargate. No. It's like just going absolutely like wouldn't let anything go past five seasons. So they wouldn't hit a hundred episodes and have syndication to pay out and things like that. Like they would, that's why every single good thing you remember after Farscape and Stargate go away never gets past season five. Very rarely. Like where, like warehouse thirteen. Right. Oh my god! They don't want to. Pay vacation rights. That's my. That's another. Right? That's another. Maybe show. I'm wrong. So tweet me and tell me how wrong I am. That's another. That's another travesty too. Oh, that ending was an absolute nightmare. That was my work. Warehouse nightmare. thirteen. Yeah. Like, how dare you? Like every. Well, it's not Dexter bad, but it's still pretty bad. I think so. no, I'm I not watching the new Dexter right now. Oh, you're not. I thought you would be. Yeah, but I don't want to give them money. So. <laughs> I can't not not everybody can have my five dollars a month. That's so insane. Dexter. That's another show that pissed me off. That would be the end of Dexter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was the worst ending of literally all time. I don't know, man. Game of Thrones is up nope. there for me. I just couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, so I can't speak to that. But I did. It took 10 years of my life. <laughs> Uh, it's my understanding they already canceled the prequel and they hadn't even started filming it yet and they paid a bunch of money for it and they were like the one that uh the one that Matt Smith is in? I, I don't know. That's just the headlines I've been seeing around my uh floating around my Facebook feed. Wow. Wow. Game of Thrones prequel canceled. They already spent 30 million, but they were like, bag it, nobody cares. I mean that it was a good it was a good story they were going to use. They were going to use uh what was it the War of the Dragons? Mm. Uh, well, I don't know about the War of Dragons, and I'm also not watching the Wheel of Time because I don't like Robert Jordan. So there's that. 
No. I don't like high fantasy. Is that wild? That's so weird. I like uh, Mercedes Lackey, and that is the only high fantasy I read. I don't read Piers Anthony. I don't read any of those guys. I just don't. I don't like it. I don't know. There's something about like sword and sorcery that really just like, I don't know. It's all. So you didn't like Lord of the Rings? No. No. I could, uh, well, the books, first of all, I don't need that much description about food and or forests. Same goes for Stephen King. No, thank you. It's too long. It's too wordy and boring. The movies in Fellowship of the Ring, I can distill all the good scenes down into about 20 minutes and the rest of it can just right in the bin. Oh, God. Ah, I know. It's bad. I get, yeah, like 20 minutes worth of good footage and then the rest of the movie is very boring and walking around. I mean, I tried re- reading Wheel of Time. I got up to like book nine and I was like, I'm done. That's quite an investment. <laughs> I got like yeah. 10 pages <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, get this out of here. Although, what about um the what about the Witcher? Um, that's a video game. I don't really play video game. I'm not good at them. I try. No, it's a series. It's a series now on Netflix. No, no, I know it's with Henry Cavill, Superman, but dirty. Oh no, I saw him. So I saw him looking very good in that bath. <laughs> okay, so that's all I need to know about that show. Look, yeah, but wow, I I thought I didn't think you hated high fantasy so much. Yeah, it's really crazy. I I prefer. <laughs> Um, I, it doesn't matter. I don't mind magic being in it, but like I need some sort of like grounded reality around it. So I, I just read uh, a book called the fifth season mm-hmm. and it's, uh, I'm reasonably sure it takes place in Africa, but it's in the far future. And there are magic users there in that they can, uh, feel and manipulate lava under the earth. But like, otherwise it's like Mad Max over there and, <laughs> but then there's like uh they uh the people who can like communicate with the earth uh they're shunned from society and they make them go to a special school and they like beat them and stuff like that it's really wild it's really good it was under the category of afrofuturism okay i guess is like far far future but in africa i don't really know yeah but no but which is I don't want to say why you didn't like Game of Thrones then, because I mean, that's not really high fantasy. It's just the high fantasy version of Scottish history, honestly. Yeah, it's based on the War of the Roses, but it's not like there's not. I mean, you do see the dragons, but it's not like Tolkien or anything. It's actually it's more about the characters, which I figured you'd like it. I like the history. I like the real thing. And the real thing is much more brutal. Than they could well, yeah. ever hope to be. Everybody thinks they're they're like they've got it, even when it like gangs in New York and stuff like that. Not even close. Not even close to how disgusting and how vile everything was. Like a murder minimum, one murder a day on Mulberry Bend. You know, like that was the minimum. It was often the minimum, much more than that. It was just constant cholera and dead bodies in the streets. And you don't really see that in the film. So even when they do that red wedding in Game of Thrones, the black dinner is like significantly more disgusting. <laughs> like it is outrageous what goes on there. Um, but like, it just like can't compete in my eyes. Maybe if I didn't already okay. know that history from, I listened to a, a podcast called Rex Factor 
and they review the kings and queens of England uh, and they've done Scotland. And that's, uh, that's part of it. Like, I mean, it just really, I just never, I just couldn't muster up the sense to care too much because it was very like magic-y and magic. Just plenty of magic everywhere. It's, it's not so, it's no, there are, yes, there are uh, sorcerers in there, but they don't do a lot of magic. Mm. Even in the books, they, they don't, like magic exists, but it's not like, it's it's very like what's the word I'm looking for? It's very toned down because it's only when like like a special event happens, like if a comet they see a comet, then the magic ramps up. Mm. If like the whole thing with dragons is like dragons are dragons are important because when dragons are in the world, that's when the magic you know that's when magic starts going again. Mm. I'll never watch it. You'll never get me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, All right, then. I watched the promo for next week, and it looks like uh, Chaka, everyone's favorite Unis. Time to check in with how it's going with Chaka. Every time I hear Chaka now, I always think Land of the Lost. <laughs> uh, got anything you want to plug? Uh, no, uh, everyone get your booster. <laughs> oh, that's right. Go get your boosters, everybody. <laughs> My side effects were nothing. I had a bit of tetanus arm. I'm sure you're familiar with tetanus. You get it when yes. anytime you get a tetanus shot, your arm hurts a little bit from where you were. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't last as long as a tetanus shot. I got I got that. Uh, I think the first shot I got um, back when I got the, the vaccine, the first shot, I got tetanus arm. And the second shot, I just slept all day. Uh, I woke up with i guess i don't know i can't tell like if i had a a bit of a runny nose from the shot or because it gets like we let it get a little cold in the house when we sleep oh, all right. so then i wake up in the morning and i'm like a little dry throated and a little nasally and, and stiff and sniffly yeah, yeah i'm like that's probably the atmosphere of the house more than it is anything else so i had a headache i took three advil just to be safe and that's it. I'm fine mm-hmm. now. Okay. It was no must, no fuss. Although I started to feel the tetanus arm the same day. Like I had gotten it and then I decided to do three hours of grocery shopping because I was like, oh no, what if I want to sleep all day the next day because of this? I better do the grocery shopping now. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was with me. The first time it was just my arm hurt and then... The second shot, I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Because I went to, I got it from work. Because what they do, they pick you up, they take you to the to the place, and then you go back to work. So all throughout work, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. As soon as 7.30 hit, why am I so tired? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I put on a, a Great British Bake Off and lied down. and was like, that's it. I did my maximum amount of work. I got I to gotta, I gotta watch the new season of Great British Bake Off. Because I know they have the holidays coming up. So I want to see what they're baking for the holidays this time. The holidays one is out. And I have the second episode to watch after this. And I watched, of course, all of the, the main season as it was happening. Because I was oh, God. Bake off my my favorites. Are, my favorites are just cake and bread week. Oh, no. What about all the other weeks? No, when they do like pies and patisseries, patisseries. and all that stuff. <laughs> 
It's okay. Like I'll watch it and stuff, but because I like Paul Hollywood. Oh my gosh. I love everybody. Paul's <laughs> very funny. I wonder what happened to Mary Berry. She's a thousand. She's probably lying down. <laughs> she's lying down. She's, seven. she's just lying down. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Uh, so who is it? Noel, Noel Fielding and Matt Lucas now, right? Mm-hmm. And they're very funny together. Yeah. Really? Because I heard in England, they don't like Matt Lucas. I mean, on that show. maybe not, but I like Matt Lucas quite a lot. So <laughs> maybe they don't like that. I don't know what they wouldn't like about him. Everybody loved Little Britain. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I love Little Britain. And so I think I think he's pretty funny. Him and um, Paul have like quite uh, quite amicable banter, in my opinion. Paul has amicable banter. Yeah, with, he's always so Matt. grouchy. He's always so grouchy. He laughs with Matt. I'm like, that's because they probably have some like inside baseball jokes that other people don't get. That's fine. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, whatever. To me, <laughs> whatever to them. To me, to me, he reminds me of uh, Keith Hernandez. If Keith Hernandez like quit baseball, Matt Lucas and try. No, uh, Paul Hollywood. <laughs> I was suddenly gay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I bet Keith would see the compliment there. Keith, grouchy old Keith Hernandez. Me too. Um, plugs for me. You can listen to Last God Standing. or tweet us at Last God Pod. You can listen to this very podcast at ZPM Stargate. And send us a tweet. Uh, if I have an unfavorable opinion, let me know what it was. And I'll still contain that opinion. And that's it. So tweet us or email us at Gmail. And until next week, everybody, goodbye. Bye. Bye.